somebody pointed out, isn't it amazing that every creature, every being, every substance in the world has its place? A cow is a cow. A bug is a bug. A tree is a tree. They do their thing devotedly, constantly, without question. Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. Somebody pointed out, isn't it amazing that every creature, every being, every substance in the world has its place? A cow is a cow. A bug is a bug. A tree is a tree. They do their thing devotedly, constantly, without question. Only the intelligent creature, the human being, can't figure out what he's doing here. Isn't that amazing? We don't know where we fit. To the point where many people believe that nature is perfect, the world, the universe would be perfect if human beings would just disappear. We're the clutter. We mess everything up. That's pretty sad. So the question of why are we here is really a question of who caused this? Because I didn't. So you know this guy who is suing his, <coughs> he's suing his parents for giving birth to him without his consent? <laughs> What's bothering him? What's his problem? He resents being born? But by doing that, he opened a Pandora's box. Now he's got everybody thinking, yeah, I wasn't asked. Hey, I wasn't asked. This is not my decision. What am I doing here? Who did this to me? That used to be a religious question. Not anymore. So <clears throat> what does it mean to believe in God? from a Jewish perspective. To believe that he exists, that's nonsense. Either he does or he doesn't. It's not a subject for faith. Faith means that which cannot be explained rationally. Can't, not that we don't have an explanation. It cannot be known. And when we face an issue that cannot be known, we have another tool in our repertoire called faith, with which we can deal, we can handle stuff that the brain cannot. So if you're optimistic, where is that coming from? If you're optimistic, people will say to you, oh, come on, get real. Be realistic. Oh, so optimistic is not real? What, pessimistic is real? 
they asked this pessimist, can't you think of anything positive to say at all? Nothing positive? He says, yes, yeah, yeah, there is something positive. <laughs> Today is much better than tomorrow is going to be. <laughs> That's positive thinking. What is, it, what is faith in God? Faith in God simply means familiarity. We know he exists, but from a distance, irrelevant to our own existence. Faith means making God familiar. So when somebody asks you, why do you believe in God? And you give him this whole thing about where did the world begin and who created the world? That's not what he's asking. What he's asking is, there is a God. Why do you care? Why, why are you going to base your life on God? Which is a good question. And it isn't always a rational decision. So your mind will insist that there is a God. Your mind does not insist that you have to serve him. Your mind will tell you that you are dependent on him if he's God. He has the football. If he doesn't want to play, the game is over. So you're dependent on him. So you have to pray to him. You have to appease him. You have to fawn on him, compliment him, so that he'll be good to you. That's horrible. Unfortunately, Jewish exposure to that kind of thinking over the centuries, you know, we, we, we absorb what the, environment, what the environment gives us. And it became part of Jewish thinking, which is very sad. Here's what Jewish thinking should be. We are not needy and dependent on God. God is the one who is needy and he is dependent on us. That's faith. Emunah means a familiarity. Like in the Hebrew, the word uman means a craftsman, an expert, somebody who's familiar with... We are familiar with God because God needs us more than we need him. And that's why commandments, Ten Commandments, that translation has, has ruined everything. As soon as you say God has commandments, he's no longer friendly. He's not the one who's needy. Now you've got to watch your step, because you violated a commandment. That's not Jewish thinking. Jewish thinking is, when God spoke to us at Mount Sinai, he wasn't telling us what we must do. He's telling us what he must have. The kind of world he needs and the kind of world he, he envisioned when he created it. So God revealed himself. That's why it's called revelation at Mount Sinai. <clears throat> if we could get this into our, into our thinking, into our educational system, we need God? 
If he created us, then who needs whom? How did we become the needy ones when he created us? So, well, don't we need to eat and sleep and drink? So, well, that's how he created us. So this guy who says, I'm suing my parents because they gave birth to me without my consent, he's right. Only you can't blame your parents because they have the same problem. They also were not asked <laughs> whether they want to be born. So eventually your complaint has to be to God himself. So you should come to God, and this is so Jewish. You come to God and say, God, you created me with a need to eat. So give me some food. Like this guy says, you gave birth to me, got to pay all my bills. <laughs> He's right. If he was demanding it from God. And that's why God says, if you follow my commandments, I'll give you, you'll have, you'll be. He's indebted. This is not reward. This is only fair. I created you because I need you this way. Well, if you need me this way, make it, make it work. Give me the bread that I need. Keep me healthy. Otherwise, how can I serve you? So two things happen when we switch. Who is the needy party here? Religion has used this as a whip. You better be religious because you're so dependent on him. If he's turned off to you, you're in big trouble. You're going to go to hell. It's, it's so not Jewish. And when you hear it from a rabbi, it, it really, it really, it, it's, it's horrific. We've been so infected by this thinking. It's not Jewish. So, this minister back in Minnesota, very nice guy we met, we were introduced for the first time, and he says, so do you believe in Jesus? And he wasn't, he wasn't being uh, aggressive or, he was straight talking, wants to know what I believe. So I said, I, I don't know much about Christianity, but I'm not looking for a God who's going to help me. I'm looking for a God that I can do for, not have him do for me. And that's it. There was, he, there was nothing he could say. He started to cry. And he says, you know, I never thought of that. Are we here to get from God what we need, which he made us need? This doesn't make any sense at all. What is life all about? Fulfilling your needs. Did I ask for these needs? <laughs> no. But you've got to spend your whole life taking care of your needs. And if you don't, you go to hell? I mean, <laughs> this is mind-boggling. <laughs> no. God is the needy one, not us. This has two very important virtues. One is, God becomes lovable. Not distant and cold and invulnerable. And number two, what a relief. I'm not the needy one. That is such a burden off of our conscience. What's wrong with you? When are you going to be? How come you don't? Wait, you should. You, you better. No, no, no. 
I don't have to anything because I didn't create myself or the world. I'm here because he has a vast eternal need. And if I can do something for him, my existence is justified. Otherwise, I got no problems. So that's the future of psychology. We're going to stop looking for deep, repressed needs. Thank you very much. I don't need any more needs. Don't tell me I have more needs than I think I have. Tell me that I don't have any needs because I didn't ask to be born. Now, why am I here makes all the sense in the world. And the only answer to that is, well, ask whoever created you and hope that he had a purpose. <laughs> Otherwise, we're all in trouble. We're here for nothing. Partner with Rabbi Friedman. Visit itsgoodtoknow.org forward slash support.